the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in. Kathy Emmons, Word FM Studios, alone. Because my on-air partner, John Hall, taking the day off. However, I am led ably by Christy Stockdale on the other side of the glass. Christy, are you as sleepy as I am today? I am exhausted. What is the deal? I, I'm just so, I'm way more tired today than I was yesterday. Yep. Yesterday, is it you're running on adrenaline? You're like, look, I can do this. Losing an hour of sleep is no big deal. It's sunshiny out. It's going to be 70 degrees on Thursday. I'm going to be fine. Today? Whole new day. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm not in good shape. I'll be honest. Look, I have this entire show, two hours of excellent programming. I'm going to need some kind of caffeine injection to get through the whole thing. Maybe need to make a pot of coffee. I don't, I don't even like it. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. You know, I've never had an energy drink. You might need to try today. No, I don't think so. Have, how often do you have an energy drink? Uh, not very often, but I've had them before. And what's the result? Th- there's like a good crash a couple hours after you right. have them. Right. Okay, but do you are you in a manic phase initially? Did it hit you like that? No. Okay. It's just a couple hours of good energy, and then it's gone. Yeah. See, I feel I feel like I know myself well enough that if I drank one of those i would be a frenetic mess and then fall asleep which is useless yeah i mean i wouldn't say that happens but that might happen to you okay so when did you use one um i've used them frequently in college yes yeah, it's bad all i did in college was a lot of mountain dew which has a lot of caffeine uh, yeah, in it and now same thing. and now disgusts me after all my abuse of it it's just completely revolting anyway um you went to see Hamilton on Friday. I did. It was and? a fabulous show. Fabulous. Okay, better than the first time you saw it? Um, No. So I think the first time I saw it, there was like this awe and like wonder about it. Sure. And this time it was just like experiencing it after I've seen it like 50 times on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so you, was there ever a point in the evening when you thought, well, this was a lot of money. I really didn't need to see this again. No. Okay. So worth it. I like it. That's really terrific. All right. Well, let us turn then, my friend, to the top four at four. All right, people. This is what I got for you for Monday, March 14th. Is it March 14th? Yeah, it is. It's more halfway through March. It's crazy town, 2022. Number one. More information now available on the March 3rd assault on Chernihiv, Ukraine, the site of one of the highest death tolls from any single attack since Vladimir Putin sent in his troops and signaled a shift in his military's approach. According to today's Wall Street Journal, an article which I really encourage you to read, 
After Moscow's plan for a lightning victory failed, Russian forces have turned to a method employed elsewhere since Mr. Putin became president, bludgeoning a civilian population. Thousands of civilians have been killed across the country since the start of the invasion last month, according to Ukrainian officials. After the Chernihiv raid, bodies were pulled from the rubble for days, local authorities said. So many civilians dying, the city is struggling to track the total. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that if this is upsetting. It is upsetting, but I feel like we, we have to know what's going on there. I, I'm going to continue for a bit here. Um, Russian forces are intensifying bombardment, bombardments that have knocked out utilities and cut off food supplies. Russia says it's targeting Ukraine's military, not civilians, but evidence points to the contrary. Alexander Lemeko, secretary of the Chernihiv City Council, said, quote, they know where they're hitting. They want to terrorize. And it sounds like Mr. Lemeko knows what he's talking about because we're looking at video of bombed out schools, kindergartens, ruined hospitals, ruined residential buildings all across the country. Uh, Reminds us of Chechnya and Syria. Number two, dozens of Pat buses across Allegheny County had routes already out of service today. A continuation of the weekend service disruption spurred by employee call-offs, an apparent protest against the authorities' looming vaccine mandate. Reading here from today's Trib, Catherine Kelman, Port Authority's chief executive, warned on Friday that with 500 employees potentially facing discipline over the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, riders could face significant disruptions for weeks. That mandate we've been talking about, it goes into effect tomorrow, and employees who remain unvaccinated will be placed on paid leave pending individual hearings next week. Last tally, about 80% of the roughly 2,700 employees at Pat already vaccinated. Number three. Today, for those of you paying attention and those of you aren't, doesn't matter because it's Pi Day. The day mathematicians, scientists, and math lovers around the world celebrate the mathematical sign Pi, the never-ending number 3.1416, etc. Pi Day created by physicist Larry Shaw in 1988. During the first celebration, Christy, you're going to particularly appreciate this knowing your love of math. The uh, employees at San Francisco's Exploratorium, where Dr. Larry Shaw worked, marched around one of the circular spaces of the museum because pi is the ratio of a circle circumference to its diameter. Isn't that sweet how they did that? That's great. Yeah, um, all sorts of um, deals for Pi Day that we're going to talk about in just a little bit on the ride home. Uh, An interesting uh, bit of facts here. Albert Einstein was born on Pi Day, and astrophysicist Stephen Hawking died on Pi Day. And number four... The Steelers have a new quarterback. 27-year-old Mitch Trubisky on a two-year deal. Terms as of now unknown. Um, Mitchell, as I remember, was drafted in 2017. Second overall pick. Went to the Bears. Had kind of like an up-and-down situation. I'm geeked about it, to be honest with you. You are. I am. I'm geeked about it. And also, uh, Tom Brady unretired last night. Dooming us all to suffer longer. That's your top four. So you're not you're not excited about Trubisky? I'm not sure yet. Well, you can't be. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, Tom Brady decided to come here. I'm just saying I think it was the best of our options. I feel good about it. I, I'm glad you feel good about I it. I like it. Even though he grew up in Cleveland, I feel like he can rise above that. I think it's going to be good. I think he had some rough years, but He's, we're going to see. I know. We're going to see. We're going to see. As I said, the best of our options. Anyway, we need to take a break. Let me hit the button. When we come back. 
Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. We'll talk about the Ukraine war, um, the pressure that Congress is pushing on the White House right now. Also, gas prices are crazy town. That's all coming up next on the Monday's edition of The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. If you hope in God, that means you must obey God. Join pastor and speaker Dr. Tony Evans for a once-in-a-lifetime experience on a luxury cruise through Alaska. Enter our Tony Evans Alaska Cruise Sweepstakes. The grand prize includes airfare for two to Seattle, where the cruise ship will stop in Juneau, Glacier Bay, Ketchikan, and Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. There's a whole lot there. Cruise with Tony Evans. Enter at wordfm.com slash contests. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Mirna from Guatemala, who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please, give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. a little after four o'clock on a Monday. That means it's time for a conversation with my good friend, Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, happy to see you. How are you today? Kathy, I'm doing well. Good to see you. Terrific. Um, I I mean, it's hard to come to grips with what we're seeing on our screens every day from Ukraine, isn't it? Uh, I read a quote from the UN Secretary, um, General Secretary. He said this, it's hard to believe we're all sitting here watching this happen. Um, Oh, no, wait, that's not his quote. No, there's much better. This is what he said. He said, Ukraine is being decimated before the eyes of the world. 
And I can't, that's the best quote I've seen today and how I feel about what's happening. Um, Greg, I'll just ask for your response first. Sure. And in, in some ways, the White House uh, has been asked that question or a form of that question over the last couple of weeks. Uh, when it comes to the United States and President Biden, for example, ruling out there being a no-fly zone that would have U.S. and NATO forces help protect the skies over Ukraine um, and to to provide cover for the Ukrainian forces uh, defending themselves on the ground and other measures, other primarily military measures that the uh, that the U.S. has uh, has essentially said no to and that the alliance has said no to because there is this uh, real concern among NATO and Western leaders about direct confrontation with Russia. Now, for a lot of Americans, for a lot of people around the world, for that matter, uh, including uh, the U.N. Secretary General giving that quote, that that argument from the White House and the West might seem to fall flat because of what we are seeing in terms of the suffering, the civilians targeted uh, in some cases, although that's being assessed from a legal perspective, hospitals, maternity wards, uh, and people fleeing for their lives as cities around Ukraine are simply being bombed repeatedly, even though the Ukrainians have been putting up a very strong uh, defense so far. But all of that does not really answer the question or the serious concern raised in that quote as to why, why can't the world do more? The White House argues that uh, it has done a lot so far to weaken to weaken Russia and to uh, perhaps limit what might be the protracted length of a, of a war here going forward. So tell us about the relationship right now between Congress and the president. I saw that President Zelensky of Ukraine is going to address Congress on Wednesday in a virtual session. Um, so what's the what's the conversation like between Congress and Biden? Well, what's been interesting over the last week or so is that Congress in more of a bipartisan fashion than we've seen in a long time, uh, has really uh, pushed the White House, pushed President Biden to uh, to make some decisions along the way regarding to the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Uh, for example, the White House was unsure about whether or not it should move forward with banning Russian uh, imported oil. Uh, but there was a groundswell of support in Congress both from Republicans and Democrats saying, yes, we absolutely should do this. We need to uh, cut off that supply and uh, stop that money going into uh, to the Russian economy. And so it was as if Congress was saying to the White House, hey, Mr. President, you need to move faster on this. And then, of course, uh, the president did, in fact, announce that. And there have been two or three other steps along the way, including last week's announcement on uh, dropping normalized trade relations with Russia, which is a further economic sanction. Uh, that had also been called for by both Republicans and Democrats on the Hill. So it's been really interesting to see um, really the driving force on a couple of these key decisions over the last couple of weeks coming from Congress as opposed to here at the White House. So amazing. We thought it was impossible to come up with an issue that would unite blue and red in Congress, and we finally found it. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've seen this in the past where it takes, unfortunately, yeah. a tragedy or uh, a serious, uh, you know, cataclysmic world event or a war or a terrorist attack. Those kinds of issues to unite uh, American lawmakers, uh, although we are seeing that uh, uh, in, in several cases here recently. Craig Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, you're in your office there in the basement of the White House. Am I right about that, Greg? 
That's correct. Terrific. Um, Let's talk about the president. Uh, You know, I was thinking about him this morning and thinking back to the days when he was, you know, first assuming office and how he was determined to keep it uh, his four years focused on domestic issues. And boy, things have not turned out that way. Um, How do you feel like the president is responding to that or what kinds of strategies is he using to respond to something that, of course, he never wanted? Yeah, you're right. And in fact, most of his first year in office, uh, with a couple of exceptions, have focused primarily on domestic issues. Obviously, COVID, the pandemic, that was uh, the number one issue as he took office that he pledged to be tackling. That, of course, combined with the economy, those have really kind of gone hand in hand in terms of uh, rebuilding post-pandemic. And so that's that's where the White House and this president spent a lot of his time and energy over the first number of months in office. Of course, at the end of the summer, in August, uh, he had made that decision to withdraw American troops from Afghanistan. That was uh, a key foreign policy decision uh, that did not win him very much praise from, to be honest, Democrats or Republicans across the board. Uh, But last year was primarily focused on on domestic policy. Uh, And this is what happens when you are elected president of the United States. You may have an agenda. You may have your priority list. But uh, there are going to be, uh, as we famously heard in past presidential debates, 3 a.m. wake up calls uh, and things and and international and domestic events that you are either not planning for or had not expected to address uh, at that particular time. And so what this president is uh, and this White House is really touting is uh, and this is up for debate as to whether how effective it has been. But uh, he has uh, he, he signaled early on, Kathy, that he was going to be wanting to have the United States reengage with uh, foreign capitals and foreign leaders around the world and and uh, and sort of reinvigorate NATO and those kinds of alliances. Wow. And so, uh, you know, the White House has said, look, the economic sanctions that not just the U.S., but NATO countries and other allies have imposed on Russia have been debilitating uh, and will continue to really uh, ram through that uh, Russian economy. And they point to that as an example of the kind of 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 international agreements and cooperation that this president has been pushing for. Yeah, well, NATO is reinvigorated. There's no question about that. Right. And of course, with over the weekend, you had uh, one of the military strikes uh, that Russia launched uh, in western Ukraine, uh, landing only something like 10 or 15 miles from the border with Poland. Poland is a NATO member. And we've heard about Article 5 in uh, in, in the NATO uh, agreement that if any NATO member comes under attack, uh, then all of the alliance members are going to spring into action and defend. And so that's why this whole, you know, this whole NATO response, uh, whether it's been strong enough or not strong enough, as the arguments have been going back and forth, uh, remains a very relevant conversation because of Ukraine's position there next to so many NATO members, including Poland. Yeah, it is surely incredibly complicated, you know, for anybody who goes on social media and spouts off about how simple a decision it would be for the president. And obviously, this is what he should do. There's just nothing obvious to do right now. I mean, it just, uh, we would like to go. uh, Look, I don't don't even know what to say about it. There's so many things that we could do, but the implications are just gargantuan. Well, they are. And this president was somebody who also said that he didn't want to engage in, in further right. further war. Which is why conflict. we left Afghanistan, right? Right. We that's, were done with that's that. exactly right. So he, he wanted to get the troops out of Afghanistan for that very reason. And while 
yes, we are seeing horrible images of war uh, and reports of war in Ukraine. Uh, having the United States military uh, join perhaps NATO or other countries going in on a, in a military basis, having boots on the ground or flying aircraft uh, in Ukrainian airspace, for example, then that raises issues. How long will that conflict last? And and could that spiral into other parts of Eastern Europe? So it, there, you're right. It's not as easy or, or as simple as uh, as saying we can do this or that because it raises a lot of other complications and implications. That's the voice of Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Speaking of the president, um, President Biden insisting that gas prices have only gone up because of Putin's incursion into Ukraine. Other people saying, look, they were going up before that anyway. But either way, he's in the hot seat on it. And gas prices are crazy town. Yeah, they are crazy town, to use your phrase. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the president, he just gave a speech. We were just across town here in D.C. earlier this afternoon. He gave a speech to uh, the National uh, uh, League of Cities. So you had a city and local officials from all across the country here at a big conference in the nation's capital. And and the president addressed them on a number of primarily policy, domestic policy issues, as you might guess, infrastructure and those kinds of things. But he brought up gas prices again, and he did say again that, Uh, President Putin, Vladimir Putin in Russia, is primarily responsible for this spike in prices that we've seen here over the last month or so. He did say, of course, that prices were high originally because of COVID and supply uh, chain issues and some of those other things. So he says it's really been a two-pronged problem in terms of gas prices. But he is saying specifically, you know, 75 cents to a dollar or so that we have seen this price rise over the last number of weeks and months. Uh, He is pinning that blame on Russia. Now, a lot of uh, a lot of folks and political commentators and everyday Americans, they may not agree with that. They may see that as the president simply trying to uh, put up a defense and say, hey, don't don't blame me for this. Uh, but uh, that's that's the posture of the White House, and they're sticking to it. And they're having not just the uh, the president say it, but a lot of his uh, other officials and cabinet lawmakers and cabinet secretaries and others say the same thing. Greg, talk about the mood in the press room. Uh, we talked about the miraculous nature, frankly, of the fact that Republicans and Democrats are united um, in thinking about the, their support of Ukraine. Um, what about is there a different mood now that we're in the middle of a war situation in the press room? Well, in some ways, yes. I mean, in in many ways, it's business as usual because reporters, journalists, uh, no matter what the subject matter is, uh, and there are levels of of magnitude. And obviously, when you're talking about war and and the death images and the attacks that we're seeing, uh, it does really raise the concern in terms of, of, you know, the magnitude of a particular news story. Uh, So we, we have to, you know, keep keep, you know, our emotions in check sure. to some degree in terms of, you know, being able to carry out our, our jobs and responsibilities here. So in that, in that sense, it's the same. But at the same time, uh, just because of what I just said, because of the images that we're seeing and the hurt and the suffering that is so apparent there, um, and the uncertainty about this spiraling into something larger in Europe or even beyond uh, Europe's borders, uh, there is a sense that, you know, there is something potentially here that is uh, is very problematic, not just for the people living in that part of the world. So, yeah, just like everyday Americans, uh, we're watching uh, and digesting all of these news headlines and, and wondering what's in store as well. Greg, last question for you. And, you know, this is always a wild card. Wondering yes, if you, wondering, wondering if you keep up with news at the National Zoo, seeing as that it's, you know, kind of in your backyard. 
it, it is in my backyard, uh, mm. and I'd have to say I haven't been keeping oh. up on it lately. So my well, guess is you might be providing me with mm-hmm. uh, some news. Here. Very happy to have you on the show today so that I could tell you about the latest birth. It's Fofo. The pre- oh, Fofo. Fofo, the prehensile-tailed porcupine who was just born at the National Zoo. To, uh, would you like to know the names of the proud parents? Sure. I don't know how I missed it, but yes, absolutely. Uh, Quilber and Beatrix, very happy oh. to welcome their son, a male porcupet, as they are calling them. Um, well, Kathy, mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, I, you are my go-to source for local D.C. news from here on out, let me tell you. Greg, you've helped us so much over the years. Just happy to be able to return the favor. <laughs> it's Greg Clugston, SRN Excellent. News, White House correspondent. Thank you, Greg. You bet, Kathy. Take care. All right, coming up next, a little more news about the porcupet and more on today's Ride Home. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman, and a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and luxurious at the store, but then you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that about 2006 towels changed forever. They started importing them and they added softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel really good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton, and they come with a MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. A six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, regularly $109.99, now just $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels enter promo code word or call 800-391-0954 but right now mypillow.com promo code is word ready to make up for that lost hour of sleep casper's daylight saving sale is here save up to twelve hundred and fifty dollars off mattress and sleep bundles and ten percent off everything else including sheets pillows and other bedtime essentials each bundle includes a mattress bundled together with our best products at an incredible price Just choose from our upgrade, best-selling, or comfy bundles. Shop the Casper Daylight Savings Sale right now through March 15th and save some Z's. Exclusions apply. See casper.com slash promo for details and end date. Your life. Your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business. And it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. I had somebody ask me the other day if this is my real voice. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. Like if I had the talent to do voices, this is the one I'm picking. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. A buddy of mine, he's a comic, he's from Australia, and talks like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he is great with women. And they hear me talk like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he can fix my tractor. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Which I can, but that's not the point. At wordfm.com slash night out. 
Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 36. Tomorrow, we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine. The ground will still be wet and muddy from recent snow melt. We'll reach a high of 58. A moonlit sky expected for tomorrow night with a low of 37. Wednesday will be mild. We'll see a blend of sun and clouds. Expect a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. In the last segment with Greg Clugston, I did break the huge news that Fofo has been born. The prehensile-tailed porcupine at the National Zoo. Now, aren't porcupines... I mean, how... I just... Look, if you're listening to this program and you don't believe in God, I get it. We all have come from different places and whatever. But you cannot tell me that a porcupine evolved like that. I mean, get out. It's too wacky. Parents Quilber and Beatrix, very excited to welcome baby Fofo, the male porcupine. Uh, this is what I learned today, Christy, because you know I like weird animal news. They're, they're the best news. Uh-huh. That um, porcupines are calm, gentle, and good-natured, even though they shoot those things at you. So we kind of, they, they like have bad press. They do. Because of their, their weapon system. Um, and this is also interesting. I was thinking as I was reading the story. How do you give birth to a porcupine? Like, that's got to be pretty rough. But guess what? what? At birth, the quills are soft, and they don't harden until they're exposed to air. Interesting. Again, evolution, really? Pure evolution? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, in other news, uh, this has nothing to do with the natural world, but I, it is in honor of Women's History Month, uh, which we are in the middle of. Uh, Barbie has apparently created her own new doll to celebrate this uh, consequential month. It is the Asian CEO doll. So I ask you, Christy Stockdale, producer of The Ride Home, did a Barbie ever inspire you to do any job? No. Did you ever look at Barbie and think, well, because Barbie can do it, so can I? No. Okay, me neither. All right, that's enough of that. Coming up next, really happy to bring to you a conversation with Pastor Zhenya Live from Kiev, a pastor's on-the-ground perspective 35 miles from the capital. This was recorded earlier. Very excited to bring this to you, so stay with us in the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. Are you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties? Most lenders only work with cookie-cutter W-2 borrowers. At Cash Call Mortgage, we have loans designed specifically for investment properties. We qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property. Borrowers can get up to $2.5 million. That's right, $2.5 million. No tax returns or employment verification needed for our investment property loans. And absolutely no lender or broker fees. If you're a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage on one or more of your investment properties, give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com 
or call now 800-940-7998 that's 800-940-7998 800-940-7998 cash call mortgage is a dba of impact mortgage corp nmls id 128231 not all applicants will qualify equal housing lender licensed by california department of financial protection and innovation residential mortgage lending act license number 4131083 not licensed in all states including new york call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions or visit cashcallmortgage.com spring is so close and with the budding of the trees the blooming of the flowers the shedding of our winter clothes realtor yard signs will soon be popping up all over our neighborhoods now these are strange days indeed but if you've been dreaming and hoping to buy that house the first thing you need to do is connect with united faith mortgage of course you've heard them here on word fm and for many good reasons our listeners have made united faith mortgage their go-to mortgage provider it's the small family team the big lender advantage that gets your attention but as you go deeper into the process, the Kid Glove Care from Denise, Ryan, John lets you know you've made the right decision. So, if you're looking for a mortgage, or to refinance, or a cash-out mortgage, do your homework. And then go to UnitedFaithMortgage.com to get pre-approved. United Faith Mortgage, where faith and family are first and foremost with people just like you and me. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. frustrating to sit here and watch the news reports that come in you know every minute on your computer on tv or whatever and seeing the horror that's visited on the ukrainian people and feel like you can't do anything about it and of course recognizing the fact that our country is in some ways uh, with their hands tied not wanting to start an enormous worldwide conflagration you know i understand that but at the same time you think i can't believe we see reports of a maternity hospital being bombed and we're just going to sit back and say, oh, that's terrible. Right. I mean, it just seems like it's just it's hard. I, I guess this is is this the first war that we've been able to see in this way? I mean, Vietnam was, of course, the first war, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I was I don't remember that. And I remember, of course, the opening salvos of uh, the Kuwait War. Mm-hmm. Was that called? that wasn't Desert Storm? That was a rock, right? Yeah. I forget what. It was Desert Storm. Was it Desert Storm? Yeah. Was that the first one? Right. I remember seeing that on CNN, right? And you know sure. the, that you sort of that sort of thing flying across the desert right. with reporters embedded in the tanks. Right. This one, though, seems different because of the horror aspect of it. Because it's just it's an invasion of an independent country, and you're just watching just one salvo after salvo and one wretched tragedy after another right so the response of course is united and i do believe that the response has been so united that it's probably surprised vladimir putin right that uh, the world is 
making sanctions difficult mm-hmm. for forward movement. And especially for a guy who I believe, you know, is a megalomaniac and now is being worldwide chained. What does that do to a person when you push someone in a corner like that? Right? Well, when you have a huge military at your disposal, you probably feel like you can't be pushed into a corner. You always have a route, which is the route he's taking. Right. We are uh, efforting right now. Uh, we have spoken to Pastor Genia, but uh, he was to call us back to sort of complete this circle. You want to try to call him again and see? Um, Pastor Pastor Genya is the uh, pastor of a church in a small village outside of Kiev. Right. Uh, John, you talked to him earlier today. I did, and we had a, a very clear line and transmission. Now, we should say this. It's a, it's 15 minutes after it's what, midnight, right. 20, 20 minutes, minutes after, after midnight. midnight. And um, earlier when we talked, uh, the pastor in, in was his, like, In a zone that anything unexpected could happen. Right. I mean, he said, you know, uh, I, I may have to go into the bomb shelter because, you know, things have become increasingly close to us. He said he's living with his um, his mother and father close by, so he's taking care of elderly parents, and I'm sure he's got a parish as well, a group of people that are counting on him and his safety. So who knows what's going on? But our hope was that we could connect with Ukraine, but uh, we are efforting that and uh, unsure if that's about to happen or not. Okay. But you know, through the wonder of technology, I mean, there it is. Um, there it is. You were able to speak to somebody it's, it's, in Kiev. What two hours ago? Three hours ago? Yeah. And and it was you know clear as a bell. Now we we do have them. Okay, great. Let's try this right now. Hello, Pastor Genia. Hello, Pastor Genia. Yes, I'm here. Oh, hello. Welcome. Oh, hello. Welcome. Can you hear us? Okay. Can you hear us? Okay. Uh, yes. Yes. There seems to be an echo be on an our echo. line, Pastor, so I'll just ask you a few questions. I think the first I would ask you, Pastor, is what is your current situation outside of Kiev? How are things with you and your church? You and your church. Well, saying about the exact place where I'm located, it's, it's kind of, well, it's more or less safe because there are no, like, direct bombings or direct, you know, direct combat in our area but like let's say like 20 miles away from us we can hear we can hear bombings we can hear those explosions time from time you know we can see jet planes which are go flying over us and stuff like that so right but in in this area i mean like in, in this exact place it's more or less safe yes so about, like military action and Pastor, can you describe, you know, what it is, where you are, the size of your town, the size of the the group of people that you're pastoring at your church? What does that look like? Just so this sort of set an image for our listeners right now. So uh, where the, where our church is located, it's a small village, like let's say like about two thousand people uh, living in here, and like three or four more thousand people living in the next village and few more villages like that and we have people from like few close villages close uh, coming here to the church so the church is let's say about 50 50 people for now right now and some of them located in this village some of them located in the villages around uh, the place so I see. Yeah, just nothing special <laughs> just 
just a church in the village with normal people. Yes. So a church in a village, I mean, it is special because there you are together praising Jesus, mm-hmm. and we love you for that. But but to talk about, I mean, 20 miles, you know, as an American, it's not that far away. So what is your... What is your health like? I mean, psychological, spiritual, you, you see and feel the advancement of the enemy coming upon you. Uh, how are things and how are you trying to minister to those people? You have to be fearful to some degree, aren't you? Aren't you? Well, let's say uh, it, it's, 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 it's dangerous in nighttime, in the nighttime, because all the attacks happening like during nighttime or early morning time. So. This is really like, you know, anxious, you know, in the nighttime because you never know what to expect. You never know when those like rockets or bombs may hit and what place and people, you know, nighttime is really like difficult time. But, you know, in daytime, you know, we have a chance to go outside, like buy some food, talk to people, tell them about prayer that, you know, We're telling to everyone that we're praying for them. The church is praying really hard day and night. Many churches in the world are praying, and we believe in the victory. It's not only victory, Ukraine or Russia or something like that. I'm pretty sure it's a battle of of God's good things against the evil things of the devil, because it's more than just, you know. Yes. Yes. Pastor Genia, um, have you thought of leaving? Well, I I think you know the past, the place for the pastor is to be with his flock, you know, and at least at least while there's no just direct threat like you're gonna be killed, you're gonna be like murdered, you're gonna be tortured or something like that, you know. I don't know what should I do. What would I do in that case? But you know, I think it's the safest place in the world to be where the Lord wants you to be. So. And so, what about your your immediate family? Uh, are you, are you with family? Um, talk to us about that. Your and, mom and or your dad? How or... you're caring for people? Caring for people. Uh, well, my part of my family is staying in 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 the closest city, uh, which is even closer to Kiev. But they they are more or less safe there too. They have their basement and they have their food and house and everything. So, I, I'm you know while people have. At least when he, people have a basement where they can, can go to in case of bombing, it's okay. It's safe enough. And I'm staying here at the church building, actually, because I live in the in the city where my parents are. Yes. But I stay in the building. I brought my bed here. So I spend all my time here. And people come here for prayer with other pastors of my church. We go to close the cities to buy some food, some food and we bring it to people in the village and, you know, Lots of things happening. Yes. What about basic services like food? You mentioned and water electricity. and electricity, g- gasoline. What are, are those available to you? Well, I, I would say we are really lucky enough. Thank the Lord that we have electricity. We have gas, like for heating, for making food, and we we even have internet. You know, right now we're talking on internet. So thank God for that. Uh, but you know, people really do have, like, basic needs, like, 
you know, you, you, you may not find as much food as people would need in the villages like this. And even in the cities, you know, it's just, it's very limited right now because of the lack of logistics. Right. Because of all those bombings and dangers of roads, and plus we use all possible tracks for the army, you know. Hmm. So it's still it, we have water. So people in the villages they have their own wells, they have their own pumps. You know, oh, I hear bombings. You, know? you hear bombs so, now. No, it's not right over over this church building, but you can just hear them. You know, you can just feel it in the, on the ground and so on. But, you know, you're getting used to that. Thankfully, it's not as close, but, yeah. Must be a difficult thing to get used to, Pastor. We're talking with Pastor Yenya, uh, who is uh, joining us live right now uh, outside of Ukraine or outside of Kiev. So, Pastor, uh, you know, here in, in the United States, of course, we're reading the newspapers and looking at cable news and whatnot. And, and there you are. There you are on the ground, and you're telling us, you know, you, you hear the sound of the bombs not that far away. What is it that, you know, that we need to know? I mean, there you are. You know Jesus. You're a, a, a man of God. But is there something that we're missing here that, you know, somehow the story is incomplete for us? Can you tell us something that's important for you to tell us? Well, you know what I would say? That... What I realized during this wartime that God is really, really uh, real, you know, he's really, really powerful. And he answers praise really, really powerful and miraculously. And I've realized that every one of us, especially Christians, we have a very important task from the Lord. If this is to pray. This is to have the spiritual fight. And what I've noticed, what I've seen, that this is really 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 true you know because as we pray we can see miracles happening in the army miracles happening on the front line like people there like just surrender by hundreds people just cancel those enemies troops they just cancel to fight they decide to give up they you know they just leave their equipment they just leave and run not all of them but men and men and men i heard that we have so many so many captives that we don't have a place where to where to place them to. So they even think about uh, making those jail uh, spaces available to people live there and stay there. We need to feed them. And so, so many things like that. The Lord just protecting us, giving wisdom to the army and just supernatural things happen. So I just want to say that prayer, this is something that really works. And I, I've realized that this is as much powerful as weapons, as real weapons, cannons and, you know, Tanks, planes, and everything. I, I, we all see that in you know in this just a new page of history happening, and this is miraculous. Pastor Yanya, I just want to assure you um, that we pray for you and your people throughout the day. When I wake during the night, I pray for you. There are Christians all over the nation and all over our city of Pittsburgh who remember you. And um, we want to assure you that you're not alone, that even if we're separated by half of a globe, that we're united in our belief in Jesus and that we stand as your brothers and sisters. Thank you so much. We're more than blessed just to know that. And, and I can tell you that you realize and we feel it, you know, that prayers all around the world are 
go into the Lord's ear and, you know, it, it's really working. The Lord is acting. I can, I can tell you. So thank you so much for praying for us. I think we still survive. We still, we still can fight and we still can win the battles because you pray for us, because many of other like thousands or, or even millions of believers pray for Ukraine. Thank you so much. Pastor, thank you. We know it's after midnight, and as you said, the, the bombs are dropping. You can hear those. So as Cass said, I mean, all of us from Pittsburgh us. and across western Pennsylvania, around the world, we lift you up in prayer. Um, just peace be with you, and uh, long live Ukraine forever and ever. Be safe, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for your care and love and prayers and everything. we just more than thankful. God bless you, sir. God bless you, Pastor Yenya. Uh, we have a photograph of Pastor. We should put, put that it up on social media right so now, so you can see firsthand. Put a face to the people that we're speaking to that you can pray for to lift up the Ukrainians as they fight this battle. In the Bible, Jesus says, "When we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for Him." But who are the least of these? They're moms like Mirna from Guatemala who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please, give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well... You know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. When it matters, companies need more than just a delivery service. CentOS delivers full service and the reliability that comes with having a dedicated CentOS service rep who understands your business. 
which means they deliver confidence and peace of mind, too. For uniforms, cleaning essentials, mats, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, discover the personal attention you get with Cintas. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. It's hard to go from a conversation like that uh, with Pastor Genya to like the ridiculous stuff that we get to talk about here in America because we're, you know, free and unconcerned about bombs falling and kindergartens being destroyed and all of that. But this is the um, the tension that we currently live in. Um, so I'm just going to break from uh, Ukraine conversation for a minute and tell you that it is Pi Day, which means this is, you know, March 14th, 314, which is the day that we celebrate that weirdo mathematical ratio that every uh, circle that's the ratio that uh, is between the diameter of a circle and the circumference of every circle. So whether you're talking about a planet or you're talking about like something you draw with a compass on a piece of paper on your desk, that's what it is. Which is really like if you just kind of stand back and think about that from a, a meta context, like how amazing the creation is, how shockingly amazing it is and intricate. Anyway, let's become more basic, and I'll tell you all about the Pie Day places that you can get deals today. You can get a, a Pie Day deal at 7-Eleven, Chuck E. Cheese, Christy. Okay. I'll be there. Domino's. Um, Eggo free waffles for daylight savings transition today. Uh, 100,000 free boxes of waffles that they're giving away today. Wow. Uh, you have to go on their website and figure out what the particulars are. Honey Baked Tam, McDonald's, Taco Bell, Wendy's, Whole Foods, Pie Day deal. I have a feeling the Pie Day deal is a little more like fancy at Whole Foods than it is at maybe Taco Bell. (laughs) It's just a thought. Um, And of course, you can go to your local bakery and I bet there's all sorts of pie day celebrations. Christy, are you a pie fan? Uh, Yeah. That doesn't seem very like, it's It's not not a huge endorsement. It's not my absolute favorite, but I mean, if it's there, I'll eat it. Okay. What kind of pie would you eat if it was there? Apple. Okay. What about cherry? I'd eat that too. What about if it was chocolate cream? Is that a pie? What are you saying? Of course it's a pie. You've never had chocolate cream pie? I mean, yeah, I have. But is that really a pie? Yes. You know why? It has a crust and it's in like a round pie plate. So yeah, it's a pie. I mean, what about cheesecake? It's not considered a pie, but it has a crust. Well, that's a good point I never thought of, actually. Why is that called? Why isn't it called cheese pie? I I don't know. Because that sounds silly and ridiculous. Huh. Okay. What about a lemon meringue? Nah. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. It's my favorite. It's not my favorite Eaton at all. Park's lemon meringue pie. My very favorite lemon meringue pie of all lemon meringue pies. Wow. My other favorite pie on National Pie Day is the vinegar pie from Butter Joint in North Oakland. And you you look at me and you say vinegar pie. How? What? Could, what? I'm telling you. I went in there the first day. Tim, the manager, met me. I'd never been in the place before. This was at the very beginning of COVID. And I made a joke like vinegar pie. And he looked at me and he said, you've never had the vinegar pie. I said, no. And he said, I am going to give you a mini pie for free. He said, because I guarantee you, you will like it. And I thought, well, someone's going to give me a free mini pie. I'm not going to say no. So I took it out to the car ate something, and then dug into the vinegar pie without even really thinking about it. I took one bite 
and it is so spectacularly delicious. And it does it's 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 weirdly different than anything I've ever had. It is outstanding. It sounds absolutely disgusting. Doesn't it? Doesn't it which is why the beauty of it comes at you sneakily. Because it sounds terrible and yet it's fabulous. Vinegar pie. I'll anyway. trust you. Yeah, okay. Celebrate National Pie Day with the people you love. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, it is Sleep Awareness Week. We're going to talk about that next. And also, the kinds of things that are keeping you up at night. Maybe we can help you to fall asleep faster. It's 5 o'clock hour. The Ride Home. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Artillery has patted Kiev's northwestern outskirts. Correspondent Charles de la Desma has a report on the fighting. The city's state emergency agency has released a video of firefighters rescuing an elderly woman who's carried out on a stretcher in agonizing pain and terrified. Authorities say artillery had hit the nine-story apartment building in a northern district of the city early Monday morning, setting part of the block on fire, destroying several floors of the building. There were no immediate reports of casualties. I'm Charles Duladesma. The average U.S. price of regular-grade gasoline shot up 80 cents a gallon over the past two weeks, up to $4.43, according to industry analyst Toby Lundberg. This is SRN News. So when we brought him home, we didn't realize that Bear, the rescue dog, was actually sick. He had very flaky skin. He was dropping a lot of fur. And LeVette wanted to do steroid injections, special dog food. Nothing seemed to work. So I was at a dead end. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I've been hearing Dynavite on the radio for years. It never actually crossed my mind to try it until it finally sunk in. Oh, you're talking about hair and skin. And all right, <laughs> I'll try it. Well, it took probably six weeks, but after we started using Dynavite, no more flaky skin. He doesn't scratch and itch, and he started to put weight on. Dynavite is nutrition. I wish that we would have started the Dynavite right away. It would have been so much easier. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. Every rescue dog in America deserves Dynavite for 90 days. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Is your congregation confident when it comes to sharing the faith? Most Christians would like to share their faith, but simply don't know how. Lutheran Lay Renewal of America offers a Sharing Your Faith workshop that examines the spiritual and psychological barriers to faith and offers effective ways to open the door to friendly spiritual conversations. Perfect for a Sunday morning Bible class, this one-hour workshop is offered at no cost to any Christian church. To schedule, call 724-287-5151 or visit LutheranRenewal.com. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old-timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. 
You see, the Spring House in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. You tell students that there's no such thing as a stupid question? That's such a lie, isn't it? It's time to get out and laugh again. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. When you teach not only are there stupid questions, those are generally the only kind you get. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. I had a kid tell me he was going to drop out of school. I said, what are you planning to do without a high school education? He said, don't worry about it. I'm going to get my EGD. General admission just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Maybe. At wordfm.com slash night out. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 36. Tomorrow we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine. The ground will still be wet and muddy from recent snow melt. We'll reach a high of 58. A moonlit sky expected for tomorrow night with a low of 37. Wednesday will be mild. We'll see a blend of sun and clouds. Expect a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in. Happy to have you along for the 5 o'clock hour of Monday's Ride Home. My on-air partner, John Hall, taking a day off. I am here, though, ably assisted by Christy Stockdale. Who are we kidding? I'm actually assisting her because she's in charge of what's happening here. Christy's on the other side of the glass. Um, at the beginning of the 4 o'clock hour, Christy, you and I discussed our abject sleepiness on this day. When, in reality, I think we should have been more tired yesterday. But today, it's all hitting. I mean, I don't know that we should have been tired yesterday. Maybe we went to bed early Saturday night or something. Do you know me? <laughs> I, I never. I That's one of my worst qualities. I just can't go to bed early. I hate it so much. I feel if I go to bed early, I'm giving up on the day. I get I, it. I feel like I should. There's more. There's more stuff I need to learn. There's more joy I need to wring out of it. I just, I, going to bed early to me is just like throwing my hands up in despair. It's just, I hate sleeping. Of course, I like sleeping when I'm doing it. The bottom line is I should be doing a better job sleeping. Now, this was reminded to me when I looked online today and found that it's uh, National Sleep Foundation's uh, What's it called? National Sleep Week. Is that what it's called? I'm looking for the action. No, it's Sleep Awareness Week 2022. Every year, Christy, the National Sleep Foundation takes this time to reemphasize the important connection between your sleep and your health. So I have a couple questions to ask you. And Great. I want Okay. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Did, <laughs> that doesn't sound sincere. <laughs> Did you know that a good night's sleep starts with what you do during the day? First of all, how do you feel like you are asleep as a sleeper? Uh, I'm not a good sleeper. What now? Okay, now what do you? What, how do you assess that? Um, I have a sleep app. 
Oh, so what does it tell you? Um, it like it records me while I sleep, so like I know when I snore or toss and turn. Okay. So it's I, I when I wake up I look at it and I know I didn't sleep well. Okay, but how does that help? Why do you need to know that? I don't know. It makes me feel better if I know I got to get it. I feel like it's making you feel worse <laughs> because you said, well, look, I just did a lousy job sleeping. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't feel like I'm a good sleeper because I've already confessed I cannot go to bed. I mean, last night I should have gone to bed because I was very tired from the day, right? I work on Sundays and I had a nap, but it was kind of short. Anyway, I should have been tired, and I was tired, except I was watching this BBC movie, Moonstone, uh, that I couldn't stop. There's like three episodes. I was I finished the first episode. Again, should have just walked upstairs and got, nope, had to watch the second episode, fell asleep somewhere in the middle, woke up in a, like days in the middle of the night. So it's just bad. I just have to admit out loud, it's just bad. Anyway, this is what the uh, National Sleep Foundation is recommending, Christy, for you and me. And all of our listeners here. Simple changes to our daily routines going to help us at night. Number one, get some sun. Now, we say this sitting in two black rooms, right? Radio, yeah. <laughs> radio studios are not known for their, like, vitamin D uh, intake. But uh, National Sleep Foundation says that the right light expo- exposure plays a big part in helping manage your circadian rhythms, which is staying awake and falling asleep. Um, people who spend a moderate amount of time outdoors, three to five hours a day. Who are these people spending three to five hours? Are they employed? Probably not. They report the highest sleep health. Wow. Which might be unfair. Anyway, uh, nearly half of Americans say they are not exposed to bright light indoors in the morning and afternoon. So if you are one of those people, and I am, and you are, right? And you don't even have a window in your office. I don't. Poor thing. You should work in my office. Except there's no room in my desk right now. Anyway, um, have your morning coffee outside or take your dog Milo for an extra walk. I never take Milo for a walk anyway. Okay, well then, that's too bad. That's what the, well, that's, the National Sleep Foundation says you're screwing up. Okay, number two, get up and get moving. Making regular exercise a part of your daily routine helps you to feel energized during the day and can reduce daytime sleepiness. Now, here's the thing. I worked out this morning for an hour, and I could I could have gone to sleep at 3 o'clock. So I don't th- know if that works. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I did. I mean, I feel good that I worked out, but I don't think it necessarily reduces daytime sleepiness. Anyway, it, I will agree with this, though. It says regular exercise, even a little here and there, can help you fall asleep faster, which is why I couldn't stay up for the second episode of Moonstone. <laughs> <laughs> Mealtime consistency is key, it says. Four in ten Americans polled say their meals aren't a part of a regular daily routine. Irregular mealtimes or skipped meals can negatively affect your ability to main sleep, maintain sleep and wake schedules. So plan on eating meals at the same time every day and first of all, do you do that? No. No, I don't. We work late. I know. It's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. I get home at like 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing, right? So, I mean, I'm eating dinner at 8 or 8.30. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, now this is what it says. This is the part I laughed out loud. Be sure to have your last meal three hours before bedtime. <laughs> Listen, I'm snacking right up until the time I fall yep. asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I need some improvements here. Anyway, the last thing is cut back on caffeine or skip it altogether. Grabbing a cup of coffee, Christy, might seem like an easy fix after a night of tossing and turning, but the caffeine you're drinking to perk you up may be winding down your sleep time. Do you? So yeah, tell me. 
the five cups of coffee that I drink in a day. Yeah. I should probably cut those out. Okay. Do you sense, like, if you drink coffee late at night, does it prevent you from falling asleep? Yes. Oh, does it? So whoever makes coffee here at the station. Mike Adams. Know, oh, I don't know. But they, they stop making it around three. So that's, like, usually around my last cup of coffee for the day. Okay. So if you had one, like, after with dessert, you would... I would be awake till 4 a.m. Interesting. Okay, I don't drink coffee, as you know, but I drink tea, and I always, the very last thing I drink at night is green tea. Now, I, I know it has less caffeine than black tea, but it's not decaf, and I have not noticed that it bothers me, but it tastes so good. I can't, I know not you're a tea fan. I know you're you're crinkling your nose in that funny way you do. <laughs> anyway, uh, let this be an encouragement to all of us to pay a little bit more attention during the day, so we can be a little more successful when it comes to going to sleep at night. And to that end, to celebrate um, National Sleep Foundation's national what's it called? Sleep, sleep awareness. awareness. <laughs> I keep wanting to call it National Sleep Week. I think that's better. I think Sleep Awareness Week is kind of dull sounding. I want I'm going to petition that they change it. Anyway, the next conversation I think is really going to appeal to you if you've got sleep issues or you're having a hard time, especially in the middle of a war situation like we're reading about in Ukraine or the COVID situation that hopefully we're coming out of. If there are things like that at night that are really preventing you either from falling asleep or staying asleep, stay with us because Jennifer Grant's going to be with us next and she's got a new book out called Dimming the Day, Evening Meditations for Quiet Wonder, which she says can help you get better sleep. It's coming up next. Monday edition. Ride home. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Diabetes, high blood pressure, and anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. 
That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about that and how it will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, inflation's been over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings could be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kenotic and the Accurate Solutions Group team, call or text INFLATION to 412-515-3555. That's inflation to 412-515-3555. Inflation, you can't stop it, but you may be able to minimize its impact on your retirement. Call or text inflation to 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. Sleeping is supposed to be a reward right? You work hard, you play hard, you have, you know, emotional angst during the day, or you have physical suffering, or your mind can't shut down, or whatever it is, sleep is your reward. You just can lay your head on the pillow and go to sleep and just feel some blessed relief from everything. The only problem is, it doesn't work like that. And so you're suffering of something during the day and you still can't sleep at night or you're immersed in news about Ukraine and you wake up at two in the morning and you can't forget about it. Or you have lingering anxieties about COVID and what it was like to live in a pandemic and you just can't get to sleep and you think, OK, well, if I watch that episode three of Moonstone, that's going to be to sleep, which is what I did last night. Um, or if you think if I just doom scroll through Twitter a little longer, I'm sure I'll be tired enough to go to sleep. Anyway, I'm one of those people who just can come to the table and say, I don't know what that's just not working. So we've invited Jennifer Grant onto the program because Jennifer has written a book that has some terrific ideas in it about Rest, Relaxation, and Sleep. Jennifer Grant is the award-winning author of picture books for kids and books for adults. Her books include Maybe God is Like That Too and Maybe I Can Love My Neighbor Too. We're talking to her live on Zoom from Chicago. Jennifer, hi. Glad you're here. Hi. Thanks for having me. So, Jennifer, um, I want to hear about when you decided to write this book because, you know, I, I mentioned the war in Ukraine. I mentioned COVID. I mentioned whether it's emotional angst or physical angst or whatever. Was it a particular time in your life you thought, I need to get a handle on this? Yeah, well, interestingly, I wrote the proposal for this book um, in fall of 2019. Ah. And it, yeah, and uh, that was after really just seeing all over the news always these um, articles about how children are experiencing anxiety and stress at high levels and how Americans and, and people all over the world are having trouble sleeping. Um, more have, are more stressed out than they ever have been. And of course, that was all before COVID. And um, so I, I submitted, my agent submitted this to um, an editor that I've worked with before at Broadleaf Books, and they had their pub board meeting to decide which books to um, put under contract in March of 2020. Oh my gosh. And they felt like, you know, with all the uncertainty that we were all feeling then, they knew that this would be a book that could really help readers um, to experience more rest, to uh, 
unplug from that doom scrolling that you were describing and find some comfort in things that last and things that are beautiful and things that are um, all around us. So yeah, the timing of it was really interesting in that way. Have you struggled with sleep yourself? Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I think everybody has, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, definitely. Well, and I heard your conversation earlier about caffeine and I'm really careful about that. I don't have caffeine after about two in the afternoon. Um, But sleep is really an important part of my sort of mental health and well-being, And so I do prioritize it. Um, When I don't get good sleep, I feel it, you know, I feel jangly and, you know, sort of overwhelmed the next day. So I am a pretty good sleeper. I, I don't have green tea before bed like you, but I like sleepy time tea. Okay, yeah. And um, I love green tea during the day, but not after two. Um, but yeah, sleep, I think, is really important for all of us. Uh, and it's something that, you know, our worries, and I just, a couple of days ago, you might have seen this, um, the American Psychological Association put out a study talking about how 80% of us are feeling more stress than we have in the past. No, and sure. Um, they actually did a study and then updated it a couple of weeks ago because of what's happening in Ukraine. And so that even made the numbers higher of people who are struggling to sleep, people who are really feeling like they can't cope with all the worries that they have. Sure. So for those of us who have struggled or continue to struggle with sleep, um, you have taken what I think is an incredibly unique approach that really speaks to me personally. So I love it. Um, but so talk about how you've decided to approach sleep. It's not like a math, you're not looking at it like a math problem. Um, you're, you're trying to give us a bigger perspective. Uh, yeah, well, th- that idea was sort of born, the idea for the book was born also from some reading I did um, about the benefits of experiencing awe and wonder. And um, there have been many really interesting studies, and it's a fairly new field, the study of awe and wonder. But what researchers have found is that when we experience that, whether it's looking at a beautiful sunset, maybe walking through a museum and seeing a really stunning painting or sculpture, anything that kind of evokes that feeling of awe actually reduces our stress levels. Mm. And so my idea for this book was to choose topics in nature that I find really awe-inspiring and have these readings that people can read at the end of the day and kind of reflect on these beautiful things. There's a chapter about humpback whales, which I find really awe-inspiring. I've been on whale watches and seen them. Um, I love ginkgo trees, and there's a chapter about ginkgos. And there's just different chapters of things, uh, experiences that I've had in, in the natural world that have really kind of made me feel full of awe. And so I'm sharing those stories in this book and inviting readers to, instead of, you know, doom scrolling and having the blue light at the end of the day, instead to think about these things in nature and learn some, some things about them. So there's a lot of kind of uh, biology in this book and botany in this book. Um, And I write about honey and how that's made. And I think that's an amazing and awe-inspiring process. And, and each chapter also, I tried to curate different voices. So I have snippets from novels that I love and poems that I love and some old naturalists who've written about some of these topics. And I kind of feel like almost that the book, it's, it's my words, but it's also all these other writers' words. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's this, I hope, kind of 
comforting little group of people who can kind of encourage people who are trying to sleep that they can set aside the day, you know, our worries will exist tomorrow. Unfortunately, all the global problems, economic stress, all that will still be here tomorrow. But tonight, as we go to sleep, we can read about some beautiful things and remember some things that are really good and and wonderful to reflect on. I love it. The new book is called Dimming the Day, Dimming the Day, Evening Meditations for Quiet Wonder. I'm talking to author Jennifer Grant. Um, Jennifer, are you in Chicago right now? I am. Okay. So you're in Chicago. We're in Pittsburgh. So there's, I don't have a whole lot of outdoor activities that I do at this time of year because uh, until today or yesterday, it's very dark. And based on the time of day that uh, Christy and I work um, and John, when he's here, is that we, you know, get out of work and it's dark. So it's not like we're, exp- we're going on great hikes or, you know, long bike rides or anything. Our schedule just doesn't allow it. So this type of glimpse that your book is giving is so necessary for me to just remember that there is a world that's outside my iPad and my phone and my computer, because especially in the winter here in the Northeast, I find that my reality is really screen-based. And that's how I get my news. That's how I communicate. It's how I do everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, you know, for those of us who live in, in climates like this, there are beautiful things to be seen. Of course, a snowfall is beautiful. Um, you know, there, there are things that are beautiful or like little red berries in a bush, where, which is otherwise, you know, leafless or, you know, there, there are things that we can notice and we can try to be aware of. Um, but in the book, too, I talk about the fact that even watching online on YouTube, a scene of something mm. beautiful Um, somebody maybe using a drone over the Grand Canyon or the Badlands or, you know, whatever. Um, That has the same calming effect on our brains when we experience the awe of that. I mean, I'm sure you've seen, you know, video clips that make you just shocked by their beauty or maybe somebody in a coral reef showing, you know, coral and tropical fish and um, all these things that are just so beautiful. And it's, it's, it reminds us that there is this big world out there that, isn't, you know, our daily stress. It is not living in a city and, you know, navigating the ice and the, and the dirty snow, but there's, there's this whole beautiful world that does actually exist. Yeah. The book is called Dimming the Day, Evening Meditations for Quiet Wonder, talking to Jennifer Grant. Um, Jennifer, talk about the guilt that I know many of us feel that we think, you know, with what's going on in Ukraine, with people who've been, who've suffered in hospitals for healthcare workers who have given their all over the last two years, I almost feel guilty resting. I almost feel like I should be as keyed up as they are because it's the only way I can show any solidarity with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really understandable because when we're aware of our privilege and, and, you know, when we're aware that we're living in a peaceful city and we know that people are under siege and terrified and we see images of what they're going through. Um, yeah. You can feel sort of spoiled and, and you don't want to put yourself in a bubble and not care about what real people are experiencing today. Um, at the same time, it kind of makes me think of, you know, when we're on a plane and, and uh, the flight attendant says to put on your own mask before the mask mm. of your child or someone yeah. else in need in a way, I kind of see this book as a way that we can, you know, put the mask on so that we're better able to help others. If we get completely burned out and if we get completely overwhelmed by what's happening in the world, we don't have then the energy to show up 
you know, for people who are suffering. We probably, you know, if we experience compassion fatigue or just overwhelm in general and we're sleepless, we may not have good ideas about how to help others or how to reach out to people in need. So, so I think we can, we can hold both things, you know, we can hold the beauty of the world and we can hold um, this desire to feel wonder and awe. And we can also be realistic and honest about what people are going through and try to be creative and generous in our response to that. Hmm. I appreciate that. I like the, uh, the oxygen analogy because I think, I think it's true. And yet at the moment that it's happening, you feel it's hard to hear that truth maybe for yourself. So let me ask you this. What about just, and we only have a couple minutes left, Jennifer, but practical suggestions. Um, you know, I read some of those from the National Sleep Foundation. And did you know that it was National Sleep Awareness Week? So this is perfect. I didn't know that. But yeah, yeah it's perfect time yeah. For, us, for us to be talking. But um, are there things that you do, like you don't look at a screen with a certain number of hours before you go to bed, or you do something with light, or, you know, what, what are your personal practices or ones that you've studied that you recommend? Yeah, I think, well, actually one thing that's helpful is to have an actual alarm clock instead of your phone. So I actually just a couple of days ago bought my adult son uh, just an old school battery operated alarm clock because he was finding that he was going to um, his phone and scrolling through reading the news before bed. And it seemed natural to him because he was setting his alarm. And so it was, it, you know, it was just a natural thing then to go check Twitter or check those things. So by giving him an old school, you know, just digital um, battery operated clock, that's one thing you can do. Um, I do read physical books. I love hardback books. And so before bed, I love to do that. I mentioned sleepy time tea with honey. I think that's a really calming thing. I love taking baths. So I often have like an Epsom salt bath at the end of the day, just different things that signal to my body, like, okay, we have done our work. We're done with that. And now we're moving into a period of rest. And I do think it's really important. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, I can't thank you enough. I mean, I really appreciate your work on this and I love just an extra focus on the natural world. And I would have never considered that that would be a thing that would encourage rest and peace. But now that you say it, why wouldn't it? I mean, if if this is the world God made and we're the, the crown of creation, why would that not speak to us? So I really appreciate your work on this. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got to check out this book, you guys. Jennifer Grant. Dimming the Day, Evening Meditations for Quiet Wonder. Thanks, Jen. Great to see you. Good to see you. All right, stay with us. Coming up next on The Ride Home, it's a best of Does This Make Sense? I remember trying to choose a college when I was of that age and thinking, how does this work? There's no one to help me. Um, my parents didn't have a clue. They didn't attend college. My guidance counselor, he kind of shrugged his shoulders. There was a lot of anxiety. Uh, everything worked out fine in the end. 
But I, when you look at where kids are today, especially, I mean, all the pressure the mm. kids have, social media, all the online stuff, you get things in the mail nonstop. I mean, there's a lot of pressure to choose the right college, to do the right thing, to propel you to that full future that awaits you. It seems like a lot, doesn't it? I remember the first week or two of seventh grade for one of my daughters. Seventh, seventh grade. grade. They had an assembly where they were handed this chart, and they had to like decide what they wanted to do career-wise so that in seventh grade they could start picking the right classes so that they could graduate with the right skill sets so they could get accepted into the right college and then they could get the job that they want. Oh, my gosh. No. That's so much pressure for a seventh grader. So where's God in all this? Exactly. And is there a way to raise children and encourage students to think that they don't just belong to themselves, but they belong to God? Find out at Grove City College. What does God have for you? GCC.edu. I knew teaching was my chosen profession. I called in the office on the second day or had a parent mad at me. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. I'm walking in and his dad jumps up. He said, I heard you called my daughter stupid. Like, I would never call your daughter stupid. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. I asked her if she was stupid. <laughs> General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. I know there seems like there should be a second part to that joke, but that's where that one ends. That's where we go on. At wordfm.com slash night out. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. At wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it. Or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Now I'm, you know, trying to get better, stronger than ever. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 36. Tomorrow, we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine. The ground will still be wet and muddy from recent snow melt. We'll reach a high of 58. A moonlit sky expected for tomorrow night with a low of 37. Wednesday will be mild. We'll see a blend of sun and clouds. Expect a high Wednesday of 65. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Curtains. <laughs> oh. oh, very interesting you bring this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> curtains in your bedroom make sense. Okay. Curtains in your living space make no sense to me whatsoever. I want light flooding in. I don't care about some voyeur. I just want sunlight as much as possible all day, every day. So they don't make a lot of sense. It's like sheer curtains and then the thing on top of the shears and then the, the valiance up top, the curtain rod, all that window dressing stuff. And I know people love that stuff. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. We sound very certain about it. I, it doesn't make sense to me. For some privacy in your bedroom, of course. You're completely wrong. What? You're completely wrong. Uh, I, 
yeah. all that fashion stuff going on there. I'm not saying it's fashion. I'm saying that there's some like basic elements a no. of design and b of decency. Do you really want people watching you walking around your living room? Do you really want people watching you walk around your living room? You know what people are doing? What? They're too busy to look at you no. walking into the living room. You hope they are, they, since you don't have any curtains. Were you you eavesdropping on your husband or mine? No, a little, maybe. You heard that conversation? I, we, heard, I heard the tail end. I was over at your house on Saturday. We had that conversation standing in front of a window. And, and we were like, like, and your husband was like, I don't mean to discount, but. Mm-hmm. And then he did. It's fine, because I can take it. He's, and he described it. I got the shear. I got the other thing. It's a wall. It's a wall. You can't want to bother him to have a window. Oh, for heaven's sake. But you know why? Because I don't want people looking at what I'm doing inside my house, John. That's why. They're too busy doing other things. You say, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It does yeah. make sense to me. Okay, I was in John Eagle the other day. I was buying some syrup. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with the bottles of syrup and the little handle? Why would you even have a handle on a bottle of syrup? That doesn't make any... Does anybody use the handle on the bottle of syrup? I don't think so. It makes no sense at all. It's ridiculous. It's like some design feature that they put in there. And I think it feels like every syrup manufacturer has the little handle, as though it's like some sort of like cute thing or something, or like nostalgia. Why doesn't make it? I can hold it with my hand. I don't need the little ding. It's like having a handle on a, on a, um, on a pot holder. Really. Why do I need a little handle on a pothole? It's the same thing. Handles are useless in those kind of situations. Are you asking me? Yeah, does it make sense? Time's almost done. I like the handle. Oh. And plus, and I also pronounce it syrup. What I say? Syrup. <laughs> you say potato. Say potato. And curtains are good. Curtains don't make sense. No, do. Handles on syrup bottles don't make sense either. 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. When the bottom drops out of our lives, where can we find help for our pain? Pastor Greg Laurie says, take it to the Lord. Well, see, God wants us to come to Him, and He'll be with us all along the journey. Important encouragement coming this week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for Him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Mirna from Guatemala, who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. Living is really hard. I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please, give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. 
Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. The uh-ohs are out there. Scratches, dents, unexpected natural events. But with Mako and their magic, your car is no longer tragic. So when life throws you uh-ohs, just say, Better get Mako. And go to Mako.com to book your appointment today. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Listen to these numbers. Women today control $70.2 trillion, or 32.5% of the world's wealth. In the U.S., that percent is 51%. Women control 48% of estates worth more than $5 million. Women will inherit 70% of the $41 trillion intergenerational wealth transfer expected over the next 40 years. That's responsibility and opportunity. Over 50% of women in the U.S. today are single, never married, divorced, or widowed. God's assets are entrusted to us. Well, that is a humbling set of numbers and statements. And um, so talking about women, talking about managing money, talking about Coming to grips with something that is essential and important to us, but so many women are afraid to ask the important questions so they get the answers they need. So I'm excited to have Valerie Neff Hogan on the program. Valerie holds a law degree and the Certified Financial Planner designation. Since 2000, she's led groups and individuals towards good stewardship with Christian Financial Concepts, Crown Financial, and Financial Peace University. She says she loves to help people overcome financial obstacles to achieve freedom, become more generous, and do more ministry. Valerie, welcome in. Thank you, Kathy. Great to be with you. So I'm sure you identify and you hear this often that there are women who are entrusted with large sums of money or small sums of money. It doesn't matter actually the amount of money. It's just the fact that they feel like they don't know the right words. And so therefore they can't really, they can't even wade in to figure out what to do with what they have. I do hear that. And, you know, not to generalize too much because we have women that have been, you know, rocking financial management for decades. But then we do have a fair amount of women, and this is kind of how we launched this book, that we're just hearing, they're not confident. They're hearing words like S&P 500, like asset management, like estate planning, and um, they feel intimidated. A lot of people are embarrassed to say they don't know what those things are in order to move forward. So we were hearing that a lot from women. They certainly have the capacity, but... Um, a lot of times, maybe not the confidence to manage what they have. Yeah, that's a good point. And there are men who feel the same way. I remember when my husband and I got married, we sat there. I remember being in our first house, which we bought right before we were married. And we were sitting there just trying to like think about a budget or try to come up with what we were going to, you know, we got married in October. We knew taxes were going to be due soon. Anyway, we sat at the dining room table and we looked at each other and we thought, what are we doing? Like, 
I didn't know any less or more than he did, and he didn't know any less or more than I did. We were just, you know, two 24-year-olds who didn't know what in the world we were doing. But I really think that fear I mentioned, regardless of gender, can really get in the way because you kind of feel like when you're talking to somebody that knows money, it's kind of like talking to a physician. They know a whole different world and a whole different vocabulary, and so you feel left out or incompetent. Yeah, and sometimes there's a hesitancy to move forward and say, now, wait, what does that word mean? Uh, what are you talking about? But it's so essential, and it is not something we generally have taught in our schools. Um, it may not be something that you've picked up in your family. So certainly, um, you know, it is just kind of a cycle. We don't know about it, so we feel intimidated, so we don't ask. But meanwhile, it drives so much. It drives, um, you know, even how much ministry we can do eventually or how much kingdom work, um, you know, we can partner with. So it is so essential to be that good steward. Now, you wrote this book, Valerie, with your mom. Is that right? I did. Okay. So talk about your relationship with your mom when it comes to this project. And had you worked together in finance before? Uh, We hadn't. What really really drove this uh, project is she has a counseling background, and she has a widow's ministry. So my dad passed about 15 years ago from ALS. Um, He was a wonderful, um, um, he ministered in radio ministry. Mm. So uh, right away, she kind of got to it on learning how to invest and learning how to avoid fraud as a widow. And so over the years in the widow's ministry, she'd kind of lean over the backyard fence and say, oh, this sounds like it could be fraud or right on the heels of grief, we're seeing all these financial issues, either, whoa, I didn't know we had debt coming from the ladies or, whoa, I'm half owner now of a manufacturing company and all these people are suddenly interested in that. So that grew out of that. And together um, with kind of the questions she was getting, and then we'd have women say, well, um, you know, I'm I'm not a widow, but I'm divorced. I have some of these same questions. And then we had additional ladies saying, wait, I've, I've never been married, but I'm new to finances or I don't really get it and I want to get it and I'm going to have to manage it. So um, it, this book rolled out of that, the questions, the stories we were seeing. We'd see some that were heartbreaking um, kind of over and over again. And that grew this interest to really just put some information out there. The book is called Wise Women Managing Money, Expert Advice on Debt, Wealth, Budgeting, and More by Miriam Neff and my guest, Valerie Neff Hogan. So, Valerie, talk about, um, let's talk about the negative first. Talk about basic mistakes that you see women make over and over. Well, I think some are, um, you know, not putting together a budget. A lot of folks feel like that is really constricting when in fact, uh, you know, our money is going to come in and go out. It'll either go where we tell it to go or it'll kind of take us for a ride. So it's really just about having stewardship and control over it and making decisions. It's, it, you know, we don't have infinite money. So I think folks um, wanting to stay away from that, they don't want to feel restricted, so they, they won't put a spending plan in place. I'd say another is to not look out long term um, and say, hey, you know, we might not be able to work forever. So while we are able to work, wouldn't it be wise to be putting something away for a time where maybe we'll have to slow down? Um, And then, of course, our culture just pounds us with 
you know, acquire, acquire, bigger, faster, stronger, more, you know. Um, it's really an anti-biblical message. It's not contentment. It's need more, more, more. And so we know that that's not true. We know that doesn't bring happiness. Um, so that willingness to go into debt, to buy things we don't need, to impress people we don't even know, <laughs> is another negative. So um, just kind of getting into debt um, too much. I think those are some of the big ones. Yeah, I can see that. And I can see that people can fall off either side of the wagon. So one side is that they become, uh, and I'm talking specifically of people who are, who are Christians right now, but anyone who's listening to the program, hopefully you can um, enter into the conversation in your mind, but we tend to think, okay, I am, overwhelmed by the consumeristic world around me and I have to find a way to compete. So I have to get that pair of shoes or I have to live in that neighborhood or I have to buy that car or whatever it is. And then you end up overspending. Then on the other side of the wagon, you find people who are just terrified of money and they they can't, they feel like even having it, having any is a sin or is a shortcoming or is too dangerous or whatever it is. And so they, they feel like they can't even acknowledge the money they have because they feel like it's just going to, in a spiritual sense, drag them down. Mm. And that's really unfortunate because that's not really how Christ talked about money. Um, when we're talking about the Matthew 25 steward, it specifically came, he was talking in the parable about, you know, it came from him. Um, he wanted us to invest. In fact, he didn't really like when the one um, steward or lack of steward buried it, kind of what we would call under a shoebox or in the ground. Um, he And it, you know, right now we can equate that with, we know now about this thing, everybody's talking about inflation. So if we're not even investing in the little bit, we are losing, we're getting behind. Um, so that's really not how he talked about money. There are plenty of people like the Proverbs 31 woman, she was in the marketplace, she was pretty much crushing it out there. And she was generous. Because if you think about it, I don't think it's virtuous to not, I mean, we can we can make money in a way that is God-honoring, that does not take advantage of people, that provides a great service. We can provide employment. And then when we have extra, we're in a stronger position to share. I mean, if you look at the great needs in our world right now, if you're coming from a position of financial financial strength, you can be generous. And I do think that's God's mm-hmm. intention, that we don't stop it, that we, that, you know, that we become a flow-through for His generosity. Valerie Neff Hogan is with me. The book is called Wise Women Managing Money, Expert Advice on Debt, Wealth, Budgeting, and More. Um, Valerie, I think that probably most people had a financial shock um, at different times in their life. Um, either it was when they decide when they decided they wanted to go to college and realized how much it was going to cost. That could be one, or maybe it was when someone got married, or maybe they purchased their first house, or um for me, it was when my parents passed away and I was just overwhelmed with the amount of financial information I had to learn, I had to manage, I had to take in. I mean, it was just, I mean, I just wanted to like go into a hole and, you know, not come out, especially because in my instance, I was still grieving my parents, um, which is a, you know, such an emotional process while having to do like really mundane nuts and bolts thing that had, had to do with money. Um, I find I found that really hard to navigate. Um, so when you're talking to people, Valerie, who are in like different life stages and experiencing what I would call like those financial shocks, um, are there certain commonalities between 
people who are in those spaces or different um, bits of advice you tend to give people who are just like at one particular point overwhelmed? Yeah. Well, and I'm sorry about what happened like that with your parents. And we hear that again and again, that, you know, right on the heels of that grief comes kind of the financial overwhelming and it can be overwhelming negative, or even if it's positive, it's just really complex. And so if you think about it, uh, the last thing we want to do when we're hurting is dive into a pile of bills and estate planning documents right. on the table. Right. I don't hear anybody said, no, you know, I'm not going for the uh, cookie crunch ice cream. I'll just go for the pile of bills on my dining room table, you know, as a comfort to me. So Nobody wants to um, do that. Nobody. No, they really don't. Um, so I think that, well, I would say some of these things in our culture are preventable by teaching this up front so that we don't have to, uh, you know, encounter it the first time when we're grieving. But people that are, I would say, you know, have grace with yourself at that moment. For sure, God is having grace with you at that moment. And it's okay to hit the pause button for a moment and to slowly just organize. You know, maybe some of us at that point don't even have one place to put financial things. They're kind of all over. So we kind of take them through a process of let's just gather things. Let's get wise counsel surrounding trusted counsel. There's a couple good ways to discern who is in your corner and who might just be in their own. Um, But I'd say our number one thing for someone in that position is if you can, and it's not an emergency move you have to make, just hit the pause button. Take a little time to gather, to assess, and to get wise counsel around you. Mm. Very good advice. Valerie Neff Hogan, the book is Wise Women Managing Money. Valerie, um, our time is up, and I'm really sorry for that because there are so many things that we could get into. Um, hopefully, we can have a conversation again. We can get into some more particulars about money, about the the, the pitfalls that people run into um, and the kind of fears that they have. But for now, let me recommend the book, Wise Women Managing Money, Valerie Neff Hogan. Valerie, thanks for being with me today. Well, thanks for having me on, Kathy. I'm cute kid number one. And I'm cute kid number two. And we have been forced. You mean hired? We have been hired. To tell you what direct lender FOMO is. So let's say you buy a new home. Let's go! And maybe you use one of those big mortgage monsters. Or someone your realtor or friend recommends. And then a few months later, you hear us being forced. Hired. Hired. To tell you about our mortgage team's direct lender advantage. And then you feel like you missed out. Because you probably didn't miss out. And that is direct lender FOMO. And that's a wrap. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get you a better rate on that new home mortgage, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. 
it. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum contractor and James Hardy preferred contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. I had somebody ask me the other day if this is my real voice. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. Like if I had the talent to do voices, this is the one I'm picking. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. A buddy of mine, he's a comic, he's from Australia, and talks like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he is great with women. And they hear me talk like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he can fix my tractor. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Which I can, but that's not the point. At wordfm.com. Slash night out. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Wrapping up a Monday edition of The Ride Home. If you missed any portion of our program, you can always find our podcast, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, wherever you get your podcasts. And I mean, we're on something like 40 platforms. So for crying out loud, whatever platform you pick, you're going to find us there. So please do. We had a really wonderful conversation with Pastor Zhenya live from Kiev today. Uh, he pastors a small church on the outskirts of the capital there and was just honest about what the situation's like for him and for his congregants, the challenges that they're facing and the ways that we can pray for them. Um, I put his photograph up on our Facebook page. I'll put it up on Twitter when I'm done with the program. Um, and so I really encourage you to listen to that. Um, okay, it's Pi Day, uh, May 14th, 314. Uh, that's the uh, uh, day that we celebrate not just the baked treat, which of course, who doesn't love that? Um, but the uh, mathematical uh, ratio 3.1416, etc. So I was disturbed uh, hearing from Christy Stockdale, our producer, that she was not really into pie, P-I-E, which is sad. So I'm going to move my questions to ask you about a new story that came across my feed last night about new ice cream flavors. Now, are you an ice cream fan? Love ice cream. Okay. See, now, I would much rather have pie than ice cream. Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, that's fine because you can have all the ice cream and I'll have all the pie. Okay. Um, some new ice cream flavors uh, for sale at the, the next 10 weeks at Walmart. This is a work of Van Leeuwen, a hip Brooklyn-based ice cream artisan. Are you ready for the flavors? I'm ready. I need a thumbs up or thumbs down. Kraft macaroni and cheese. Thumbs down. Pizza. Thumbs up. Pizza flavored ice cream. I love pizza. Okay, so why would you say no to crack? I would think that the same person would say no to mac and cheese and would say no to pizza. No, the mac and cheese. It sounds disgusting. It It sounds revolting. Okay. Hot honey. No, thumbs down. Okay, have you had hot honey on pizza? No. Okay, listen to me. Okay, so if you, so I've had this in several different places. It's like Detroit um, pizza that's cooked in a steel pan. So it's super crispy and kind of thick. And then right before they serve it to you, they put hot honey on top. And the hot honey, which is, you know, obviously sweet, mixes with like the pepperoni on top and the cheese. It's unbelievable. 
I'm like running out of words for it. Okay, going back to ice cream though. So just store that away, the hot honey thing. Royal Wedding Cake ice cream. Thumbs up. Bourbon Cherries Jubilee. Thumbs up. Okay. Wild Blueberry Shortcake. Thumbs up. Okay. I feel good about all those. Okay, so this um, Royal Wedding Cake, is that like what like Harry and what's her name did? Probably. They like took little bits of their wedding cake and put it in an ice cream. I think cake in ice cream might be a little too much. No, it's really good. The bourbon cherries jubilee though sounds really good. That does kind of sound good. Anyway, happy pie day! And if you don't like it, have some ice cream. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.